0: Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quartermain is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons die hard and regular face on Channel 7.
1: Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 Grand Final, except he got dropped
0: after the prelim. Oh. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and thank you to the great man, Dennis Committee. Uh, you are listening to Quarters and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barich of Channel 7, the West Coast Eagles and Perth Football Club fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Uh, two big games to get through today, Barra. But before we start, almost bizarre scenes at West Coast yesterday with the press conference telling us what we already knew mm. uh, that Trevor Nisbet would be departing at the end of next season, if not before, if not slightly later, depending on whether they can get a CEO. Uh, I think the one thing that we did learn out of yesterday was something that we'd been um, questioning in the West Australian, is that he the, he will be stepping away from the board and the new CEO will not be on that board, uh, which was an mm. unusual position, uh, Barrow, because not many CEOs on, are on the board. No, that's right. And, it, and it actually, I went to that press conference. It actually started
1: with um, Brian Cook. When he was at the West Coast Eagles, he got himself onto the board because there was a battle over his future. And I actually was with – I was close friends with Brian Cook, who was the CEO at the time, and they the cabal was trying to move him out, okay? So he crossed swords swords. The with him. cabal did well. <laughs> well, the cabal in the end won. But the cabal took a, took a scalp as well afterwards because um, the, the chairman had to stand down. So if you notice, after Brian Cook was let go – The chairman stood down very quickly, and that was the deal. Okay, we'll take your man out. You can take one of our men out, okay? But we want to put our man in, Trevor Nisbet, which they did. And I was actually in Bali with Brian at the time. It was funny. What's that hotel right on the beach there? It's named after a – I don't know.
0: I don't do CUDA. I go inland. Yeah.
1: It's named after the rock and roll – uh, bars around around the world. Hard rock. Hard rock. So we're at the Hard Rock Hotel, and they got this magnificent pool. People would know this at Bali. Uh, there's a magnificent pool. Is it shaped like a guitar? Uh, there's guitars everywhere, and there's memorabilia. Is it a everywhere. Pool shaped like it's, a guitar.
0: No, not the not the actual pool. Were but, you're s- swimming over the G string. Yeah, or can, did you have G strings on? Well, you can swim up to
1: the uh, the bar and have a great old time there, and you're loving this, aren't you? That's you a got got
0: left? Just thinking about you with
1: G string. <laughs> Quick, get him out. I a got to, ball rat. I've got to be serious for no, minute. Sorry, go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> So anyway, he goes to take a call. Um, he's there with his wife and I'm there with my partner and um, he comes back and he goes, well, we may as well order some Mowie because I'm gone. Because <laughs> one of the blokes on the board has flipped and I've lost the numbers. So as soon as we get back, I'll be, uh, my head will be on the chopping block and I'll be gone. But I think we might be taking somebody out. So that's exactly what happened.
0: And a great man, Cookie, uh, and a great football man, and hardly struggled after that point because he went on to uh, uh, do great things at Geelong, oh, turn that football club around amazing. with Frank Costa and Mark Thompson. And then, of course, now he's at Carlton, and have a look at Carlton's turnaround. So clearly, wherever Brian
1: Cook goes, success follows. He's very good. He tried to get into the AFL, actually. And, um would
0: have been a good CEO of the AFL. Because the job was up for grabs. Yeah.
1: But he wasn't in that purple circle. Wasn't so, in the cabal.
0: Yeah, of their, their cabal. A lot yes. of cabals around there the are. joint. I'm not in one. I don't one. even know what a cabal How is. How do I join a cabal, barrel <laughs> I'm not in one. What is a cabal? <laughs> well, it's short for mafia, isn't You've it? You've got to get into the Chairman's Club at Qantas, I think, and then oh, you're yeah. in the cabal. Well, everyone in Parliament's in the uh, Chairman's Club at Qantas, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Dodgy thing it is. I'm going. I'm flying Qantas uh,
1: this weekend. Tried to so. sneak
0: into the Chairman's Club at Qantas recently, or at least to the Qantas Club, mm. uh, when we got stranded for about four hours at the airport and they, there was no food or water. Bizarre situation because we were locked into this room. I'll, I won't go into that. But uh, tried to get in. That turned me back at the last door, they, I and know, I said, I, oh, well, it's worth a crack." I got no idea how they could have spotted that you you didn't belong in there. I was trying my best to act like I belong. <laughs> I just like didn't have my card. Every, you know when you pat your pockets? <laughs> I haven't got my card on me. Every high court judge, every politician, mm.
1: every billionaires in there. Uh, I th- you I'm, I'm pretty I'm the odd sure man you, out. Might have, you might you might know. I don't know, but possibly. What possibly. are you suggesting? What's your hair like that, <laughs> <laughs> mate? I just—it's all coming back to me now too. You know, we went to the. <laughs> The Sandover. You know we went to the Sandover medal the Mm -hmm. other day? I was just thinking, I was sitting there. Do you remember the early days of the Sandover medal? Yes. When we used to go? Yes. And it used to be the Quartermain medal. It was, (laughs) yes. Quartermain
0: night. I'm going to (laughs) actually correct that. It was Quartermain Willett night. It was Rod Willett night used to get up to no
1: good. uh, I'm sorry for laughing, but you used to run amok. Let's be honest. And I can just remember
0: you hiding things behind the curtains. Well- (laughs) It may or may not be true that I saw someone hiding bottles of wine behind curtains because they were going to cut the drinks off early. I'm not saying it was me. It may or may not have happened. I
1: just remembered it. Mate, that was unbelievable. I said, what are you doing, mate? Oh, mate, no, no, later, later. It's (laughs) a... You were so into it, so secretive. It was it was massive. It comes from experience,
0: Barry. <laughs> oh, you've been around. And you the funny like. thing is, half an hour after the drinks are cut, like <laughs> everyone's going, "How come you've got still got a drink?" And I'm like, "Very slow, <laughs> mate. I'm <a> very slow sipper." <laughs>
1: <slow laughs> the only bloke drinking. And you were talking Swahili by then too. Oh, well, by the way, that's not unusual. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, good on you, Tommy Jones. Hey, listen, I'll, let's go serious for a minute. i have got to compose myself. Okay. That was bloody funny. Anyway, we're going. So I've gone to the presser because I've decided. So I'm I'm sitting at my desk writing my column, you know, write for the SDM. Yeah. I'm on deadline and I I haven't done bugger all and Kath's on to me and Kath Fleming, where's your column, blah, blah, blah. And Rhino rings, he goes, oh, Nizzy's going to have a presser at 10.30. I go, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, he's stepping down and, you know, all that sort of stuff, but he's going to make it official. I'm going along with Anna Hay. Um, Do you want to come along? I mean, clearly I've been with him since 1989, right? when Nizzy came, came into the club yep. as the general manager of football, mm-hmm. the, the, the first time I bonded with him, <laughs> this is no bull, last round, I told you this story, last round, we are playing Collingwood. Where? 19, I think it's 1989. We'd, we'd got pumped earlier in the year. We'd had the – Where were you playing them? At home or in, at Victoria Park? No, at home. And yep. – um, I'm not even sure where the game was, but during the year we'd lo- we'd had the Windy Hill Massacre. Yeah, where I only, was at that game. Yeah, you were at it, and we only kicked one goal, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking the coach. Is that is, Chris Lewis he kicked that. Goal? Yeah, yeah, no, I kicked the point. And anyway, it, it, he, the coach was going to get the lemon and sass. We thought Toddy? from there, yeah, and he'd lost he'd lost the players. <sighs> um, it's hard for me to say that. I love the bloke. Um, but the Swans guys, even the Swans guys, Murray Rance, Phil Narkle. I probably shouldn't put them in it, but they had, <laughs> <You just laughs> had said, mate, he's changed. He's changed. I remember Phil Narkle and change, mate, he's changed. He's a different bloke. He's changed. For the, the high level's changed him. So anyway, so he was sort of gone. But then we made this charge towards the finals right at the end of the year. And if you look at the games, we really had a great finish, even though we'd got only kicked one goal in one game during the yep. game and been pounded. So at Collingwood, we're in front. We're in front against Collingwood at halftime. And I, rem- I, cons- I honestly remember everyone looking around and going, all the players in the team, and going, you know what? If we win today, Toddy probably survives. Are you saying you threw the game? Well, <laughs> And Niz, and I remember Niz's head poking. That's in. a good story. I, I remember Niz's head poking. We threw the game, <laughs> no, says Barry. I, I didn't say that. I just said there was a sense of wow. This is a, an important. Are you saying maybe this is not just some game? And I remember Niz's head. And I'll, I'll speak to Niz about this if you like. Uh, his head was. Po- po- he just joined the club, and his head poked in the door, and he was monitoring things and he was watching what was going on because he's very good at that sort of stuff. And I, I have a feeling he sensed that something was going to happen. And we lost in the end, and um, Toddy got the lemon. So anyway, he wanted, is, is he probably, probably, not, probably shouldn't have mentioned that. Anyway, so, <laughs> so with, with all that history, I went to the press conference and thought I'd be there. And Carl Langdon came too. I was sitting next to Carl Langdon. Yep. Um, there was no players because they are all on holiday. So yep. that was a
0: bit weird. Um, Where are they? Where have they gone? Everywhere, here, there, and everywhere? I or? guess it's their time. You can't. I think here. a few have gone to Bali. Well, and, they can do what they like. It's their time of year.
1: Yeah, and the media conference was um, came about because he told the staff that he was leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that it, and it leaked out, mate. I tell you what, that place leaks now. Never used to leak when I was there. Straight away, two blokes I know got a call. Mm-hmm. He's he's told the staff he's stepping down. As soon as he told the staff, someone rang two media identities. Mm, there you go. How's that for quick? Mm.
0: And um, so, you, but to conclude, did you get your STM article done in time?
1: Well, as it turned out, mate, I had to come back and do Ben and Barra yep. and something else happened in between and we had to get everything going. So I was very late, so I apologise to Kath. But but during the press conference, one thing I was going to say was I did ask Niz because there was a fair bit of argy-bargy, right, and a fair bit of direct questioning about when you are stepping down, why is it now going to be till October next year, do you need to oversee uh, the person coming in, Uh, Do you need to sort of, uh, you know, do a proper handover? Do you be? Are you part of selection? So it was pretty, you know, you you know what I mean. Well, as it should be. Yeah, yeah. Like it was more direct about, you know, when you're when you're leaving, mate. Mm -hmm. You're not leaving. What? So it's not today. You're still going on. What till next year? Oh, to October next year. And what happens if you haven't got a person by then? And the chairman. Well, you know, (laughs) he might have to stay a bit longer. So it was pretty open ended. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that where you came came from
0: on it all? Uh, open-ended, yeah, it was. Your organisation? I think the only news that really came out of it was that there's not, because we knew that was happening, but it was more that there there won't be, the CEO won't be on the board, which I think is the right thing. So in an effort to lighten things up, Mm -hmm. I I went in with questions
1: about who's your favourite player Mm -hmm. and and deep stuff like that and, you know, your best moment. When you were hugging Maney and hugging uh, Mick Moldaus in 1992, when you ran off the bench, because he was sitting on the bench with the yeah. headphones on. Remember, man, had his busted ankle. Yes. And he jumped up, even though he had a busted ankle, he jumped up and he's hugging people. And Mick came down, he's hugging Mick. Was that the best moment? Oh, you know, there's been a lot of great moments. Four premierships, you know, seven grand finals, you know, 27 final series, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't want to put it, but that, that would be right up there. Okay. Who's your favorite player? What about your favorite player? Is it Carl here sitting here? What about Barra? No, I didn't say that. What about Carl? Cause I knew he loved Carl. Um, You know, you've had so many great players over the 25 years as CEO. You know, and and he's been there since 1989. Who's your. And I knew it was Dean Kemp. I actually knew it was Dean Kemp because he he picked Dean Kemp at 117. Mm-hmm. Remember that they yeah, hit do. him in Kalgoorlie. Do you remember that story? Yeah, I do. Yeah. The skinny bloke from Kalgoorlie. Yep. No one have heard of him, and here he got picked super late. So that did a natu- lot of weights too, Kemp, but just didn't ever put on the muscle. No, he was just fantastic. I knew it was Dean Kemp, but he wouldn't even he wouldn't even go there. Wouldn't even say it. Oh, so it's like you are choosing between your children, and I feel like a granddad now rather than a mm-hmm. than, than a father even. And yeah, so it was a weird it was a weird uh, press conference. But the two things I wanted to add that were half newsy was. Uh, so there'll be a new board member, mm-hmm. and I would strongly—they ur- haven't replaced Russell Gibbs yet, so there might be
0: two. I know that there'll be no CEO won't be on yeah, the board. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: So I I strongly urge the West Coast Eagles to appoint John Warsfold. Mm. That would be a good like, move, in my opinion. Woosha is the absolute correct, perfect, ideal bloke for the job. Mm with his background in 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 admin but also you know working in the mines now uh, in, and in leadership but also having coached and played and a great football
0: person yeah and just a great ticks guy ticks every box does
1: not he I think it's time to go outside of the box mm-hmm. so to speak and bring in an outsider okay it's it's going to be tough it will be fear there'll be a lot of fearful people about it because you know they they're used to controlling the agenda and having mm-hmm. people there that they know Correct. how more or less they're going to act I'm not saying Rowan Jones does that, but just saying that Wosher would be his own man absolutely 100%. Um, the other guy is Glenn Bartlett. Yep. I think they should consider the former president of the Melbourne footy club. Who Spent, started? Who began at the Eagles? Played for the Eagles, yeah. was best team man, then he sued him for sacking him. <laughs> He's a lawyer. And he. And he is not doing much. He's moved to Busselton now. Uh, obviously, he spent eight years rebuilding Melbourne and yeah, got him
0: to the did a pretty good
1: job. Yeah, and they won a premiership, and then they then they, they then gave the him politics boot. got him because yeah. he tried to take on the coach because he, he thought the coach was up to some stuff, and mm. probably maybe I don't know how he handled it, but he um,
0: we go don't go too deeply into that because of course that was also. Um, there was some uh, legal action there, so yeah, and I has been dealt with. But, but he's one of my good friends. Did a, did a good job at Melbourne, yeah. Uh, very good job setting them up, and yeah, I agree a, that would be that would be a good appointment.
1: Monster job. He got he got Bronte House, and you know Bronte House, and yeah. the Big East Perth man who runs. He's got Audi and all that. Used to have A H G. He got Bronte to come in and financially save the club. Basically, I don't think a lot of people know that because Bronte's a very humble guy, quiet guy. Still the president of East Perth, he came in and weighed in with millions. Back, you know, uh, names on the back of the jumper, front of the jumper, all that sort of stuff, just to be- to get the demons out of the hole. They were in massive so He got rid of the, uh, their debt. He got them into the finals, and they ended up winning a premiership. And unfortunately, uh, at, when it became, su- managing the success was the hardest bit, and they in the end he didn't get what the G's
0: just deserts for what happened to Melbourne. Now, before we move on. <laughs> Oh no! Let's move on. I okay. should say. Uh, what did? What would you take from the Braden Maynard? Obviously, there's some uh, residue fallout there. I would yeah. suggest with Michael Christian and Laura Kane and what Michael Christian's future is. Clearly, uh, was not happy with the uh, AFL stepping in over the top and uh, as they should have and referring it directly to the tribunal as a careless, uh, as a rough um, conduct. Uh, He got off. I was surprised the AFL didn't appeal, but interesting to see Laura Kane's language afterwards. Uh, We would have appealed if we thought we'd win it, but there will be reviews at the end of the year. So I think watch this space in terms of that sort of an action at the end of the year. I don't think he'd get away with that next year. You accept the umpire's report. Uh, They uh, successfully argued it. Uh, zero weeks. It was either going to be three plus weeks or no weeks. It was never going to be anywhere in the middle because of the gratings. Soon as it wasn't careless, he was off. So you move on. Uh, Do I accept the result? Well, you have to. I don't agree with the result. I think it was careless every day of the week. And I've just actually on that subject, Max Gorn was on um, the uh, Marty Sheargold show on Melbourne's uh, Triple M this morning. And just some interesting stuff there. Talked about, um, of course, he was in the house uh, with a few of his Melbourne team with in Maynard. Angus Bradshaw's house, <clears throat> when, when, when Maynard uh, came round with which, a bottle of
1: wine and uh, some flowers, which which clearly turns out to be probably it was tacky, a step too far. It wasn't was tacky. It? I mean, I know what he's trying to do, and he kind of looked. He actually did look contrite. Was ill advised for that, mate. Though. But it did work. With sure,
0: it. he was contrite. No, it didn't. It had nothing to do mate, with the, the tribunal.
1: Tribun- the bloke mentioned it. The tribunal chairman mentioned <laughs> that he was sh- showing a lot of remorse. Well, yeah. and in, and that we had, there had been stories of yeah, his remorse. Right.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> Tacky. (laughs) Max talking about Angus's recovery, he said, we were really worried. He's going off how he's feeling and he's feeling really good now, which is fantastic news for Angus. Um, Spoke about the Brayshaw family and, of course, his partner, Danielle Frawley. Of course, her father, Danny, Mm. um, uh, died. uh, Very tragic circumstances. We all love spud. And, uh, of course, uh, posthumously found to have CTE, Mm. cause of concussion. Uh, The really emotional part to this is his family, Max said. Uh, Talked about Maynard showing up at Angus's house with the flower and wine. Of course, there was conjecture that they put the flowers in the bin. I don't think uh, Mrs. Brayshaw was too happy when he too happy when he turned up, as she shouldn't be. But Max confirmed he put the flowers in a vase. Uh, um, His quote: "I put the flowers in a vase. I put the wine in a cellar as well. So the wine and the must have been
1: a good wine then." Because do you have a cellar or anything like that? Oh, please! I mean, you'd have to have it. have to be, buddy. Grain Germany I'm a. Grange, I'm Journalist, Barra. We're I'm quaffers.
0: We're quaffers from way back, oh, aren't we? Is that quaffed, what they call it? I, I redefined quaffing, I away. tell you. Um, interesting comment, though. They said, what, you, what are your views on the actual incident? Really well answered by Max. He said, I've tried to shut myself away from it. I think I'm way too biased to have an opinion because I can't really see the other point of view and the other point of view one. And that's good. I don't think that's sitting on the fence. That's just being mm-hmm. honest. And I, I like that from Max Yeah, Gaughan. that's so, very good, mate. Well uh, done. So now, what do that, you think? Let, let, What's let, your feeling about
1: <coughs> it? Let me just say. Yep. About
0: Max Gorn. Um
1: I, I was surprised Maynard went round there. I don't know if it was a, a strategic thing or a tactical or whether he just did it off his own bat. Um, it, it sounded it sounded like it would be something to refer to later on. Um, who leaked it? Did it get leaked by Maxie and the Melbourne boys? Of course. Or did it get le- leaked by Collingwood because they knew it would make Maynard look good? But, uh, though probably the, both. Though the result probably wasn't. That great. I can probably guarantee to you that uh, whilst Max might have initially put the flowers into the vase, I'm not sure that they, they remained there. They, <laughs> they lasted very long <laughs> in the vase. Yeah. Maybe they were wilting flowers. <laughs> have you heard of a compactor? <laughs> what sort of flowers do you think they would have been? I don't know, mate. They got munched up straight away. Look, um, and the other thing is, that's his safe place. He's still suffering from concussion. You're the bloke who knocks him out. I- I'm just putting my hat on, on my blue and red... Helmet on. If I was him, I'd be going. I just know the last person you'd want to see. Yeah, I didn't like. Send a text or you know write a letter or something. But I I think he made it blue. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he was doing it out of the goodness of his heart. Now we need to talk about Eddie though.
0: Now Eddie, Eddie in the restaurant with the Collingwood players celebrating when he got off. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. I like. I love Eddie. I really. You know, he did it twice. You know, he did it twice. Yeah, I don't
1: like it, and he. He was happy for it to be recorded Mm -hmm. by, I think there was some Collingwood Premiership players from 2010 there. I don't know if his family was there. Anyway, it was recorded. And we showed it to Hamish Brayshaw yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I'm down at the press conference. I'm looking out the window. Nisbet's doing his press conference. Hamish was here yesterday? Uh, I'll I'll tell you. Yeah. (laughs) That's where he was. So I'm painting the picture for you, as you say. So the press is going on. It's, it's belting down. So it's kind of appropriate weather in terms of what was happening as well. It felt sort of, you know, like it suited this, what was going on. Yeah. You know, the, the emperor was unseated. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure the emperor wanted to be unseated as well, by the I way. I think that's fair. Yeah, exactly. So that was happening. Anyway, I look out the window and the AFLW Eagles girls are about to train. And, of course, he's the midfield coach, Hamish Brayshaw. So being a very quick-minded journalist, I thought, wow, well, we should get Hamish J. Brayshaw and see what he thinks about Eddie's thing and also what the, about not appealing, okay? Yeah. So we look out the window, so we get a few shots, and we tee it up. They finish about 1 o'clock. We go down there, and Anna Hay from the Seven Newsroom takes her her her, her um, phone and says, Hamish, what do you think about this? Boom, and plays it right, and, mate, not happy, the poor bugger. I mean... Your brother's been knocked out. His career could be over. He could have long term. What health. was his reaction? What did he say? It, very disappointed. Yeah. It, on camera, he said, um, "Hard to watch" or something like yeah. that. You yeah. You know, he played it. He played it very diplomatically. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, what? All right, you, you're probably more impartial than me because I'm I'm close to a bit close to the Brayshaw family. You know, there's James who's at seven, and and this is the whole thing about this whole blue. It's been so
0: many levels. There's he's been put in it by deviating off his line. Sorry, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Okay, you're talking about. Actually, Eddie. I'm not apologising. Why do I say sorry? It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, it's all. I mean, this is how, what it's. What calling... about Eddie's actions? Though. I didn't like him.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and so let's fill P- our listeners in on the whole picture as to what's going on in this, because Eddie has gone on telly last night to explain himself as to why he was laughing in that restaurant, stood up and went, mm-hmm. "Justice has been done" or something like that. Didn't he say yep. some of that? Or he was, did. Yeah. Anyway, and then you know, Maynard will play for Collingwood, or you know the way they say that Collingwood and all that stuff. So, and I, don't, I like Collingwood, right? Uh, mm-hmm. no, I'm not, I'm not having a go. At Collingwood, I'm just saying this the way. So we've got. I don't particularly. <laughs> the, the battle. And, and, and he, he has a crack at the media manipulation and the leakings that happened. He's like, I can't believe the amount of leakings. Oh, please. Oh, no, mate. Can you believe that? No, yeah. The king of media manipulation yeah, yeah, is look. having a crack. At media manipulation,
0: you know, there, there's not. It wasn't anti Collingwood or anti Brayshaw sentiment from me and from others because I obviously took a stand. I thought that should have been three plus weeks. It was just the action. It could have been anyone, but I continue to ask the question to Collingwood people who claim they're being, who claim they were victimised. If that was Nick Dacos who'd been knocked out by Jay Viney, what would what you yeah. what would you have said then? Or like Mundy said, they if would it would have been
1: calling for the death penalty. If mate. he's at training, he's pulling out. And if it's his mum, he's not going to run through her like that. He's going to protect her. Someone said. It, somebody said that as well. But let's give the full picture to our listeners, okay? So what was going it's on? All we in- ever do. We do. We give the. We're the only podcast that gives the full mm. picture. We're we're brutally honest. You know why? Because we've been around so long, we know what's going on. Of course. I reckon we're the only blokes who actually know what's going on
0: <laughs> and say it. Thanks for the rap. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> but but it's thanks true for the rap. rap.
1: The young blokes can't do it. They're worried about their jobs. Are you worried about We're not exactly Always. worried. Always. We're too old to worry about stuff. <laughs> Mate, like I'm
0: 50 plus. i got a target on my head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> blokes like Hachi. He's, a me- he's got so many pie- fingers in his mouth. He's com- compromised a little bit. I love the bloke. But I'm not saying you're compromised, Hutchie. I'm just saying that, you know. <laughs> yes, you did. See me. <laughs> I'm just saying that. <laughs> I go way back with Hutchie. I love the yeah, bloke. Yeah, he's a good bloke. And, uh, but, he- but, you know, he can't afford to be uh, – yeah. anyway, so <laughs> Damien Barrett, all of him. But he- So what was happening here was <laughs> – <laughs> it's Collingwood versus Melbourne. So you've already got two giant clubs at each other's throats. It's a final series – Somebody had to lose. Then you've got the Brayshaws, highly respected, very connected. James at seven. Hamish, Sandover medalist. Andy at the Dockers star. Um, Angus, uh, of course, a, a Melbourne star. Sticks, Brayshaw, Doyon of, of West Australian sport versus the world. So respected family versus world. Then you've got Channel 9, Eddie and Co versus Channel 7. James and us mm. and, so, and seven west. We're sort of in that category as well. Caro's somehow jumped onto our side, which is a bit unusual, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Carolyn Wilson, because she co- kind of took the line that, you know, Melbourne's disgusted, how did this happen? And then we had the past players, like led by Kane Corns and Matthew Lloyd and these sort of blokes that were saying,
0: no, 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 this is – this Just is about full- every single past player jumped on ben the Cousins side. Ben of... Cousins
1: is saying it tonight on the
0: news. Ben it's, Cousins it's saying, saying what... he thought it was
1: the right decision. Yeah, yeah Okay.
0: That he, that he, and well, he, everyone's entitled to their opinion. You know, I was only on one side. Do you know what that side was? I was on the side of concussion. Yeah, I know. I wasn't on the side of Melbourne or Collingwood or seven or nine or anywhere. I was on the side of concussion, and I think we've lost uh, we've lost a bit of reality with all of that. Exactly. I mean, my, that's why the lost AFL side will, of the,
1: what it's all about. Of course, this is a bloke's career. This is his health. This is his future. This is his family. How can these things still happen? So, young so parents out I... there
0: now, we, we, if they're deciding whether their kid plays Oz Kick next year, will look at that and know that you can get off by charging in, turning side on, and hitting a bloke in the head. Exactly, Wrong. exactly, my friend. And you know what? I, there'll be people listening now and going, Let's "Look at those
1: softies! You know those no. old farts! You know the they, game has never been harder, know. mate." And I'm going to tell you this, right? I have been like those blokes. I have I've whacked a brown medalist. I've told you that story. Who was Unfairly, the Wilson. White?
0: Oh yeah, from Melbourne. Greg Wilson. Geez, you're lucky you didn't get one back. Tough old cookie, Greg, mate, I, I, Greg Williams. No, Wilson. Oh, Wilson, oh no. Um, from Melbourne. Yeah. Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. He was. Is he tough? No, he
1: wasn't. Oh, okay. Mate. <laughs> he looked it. I did, that, that didn't come into my thinking that he yeah. wasn't tough, by the way. Okay. I right. just. I, oh, I just you just took a, him on anyway. I just, he's a real halfback flanker. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I, it could have almost been said it was cowardly. But anyway, I sort of whacked him. And, and I've, I've threatened blokes, many blokes, on field. Like, uh, so I, I was a bit of woosher. You got a bit of m- white line fever. But not like woosher. Woosher's the, the, the pinnacle. But I – so I've done all these things that I shouldn't have done. First game, I had my cheekbone broken. First Eagles game ever. Subi Oval versus Who Richmond. Who Paul – Greg – what's his name? Trevor Paul. Trevor Paul. Dirty as anything. I put my head over the ball and he goes, Whack. Big elbow in the cheekbone, depressed fracture. Off, can't see. watch the rest of the game with one eye, and then went to hospital. Had it levered back up the bone. You know yep, how they do that yep. incision in the side. In the clearly so- you're out. Yeah, in the yeah. in the side there, pull it up.
0: They and wouldn't then- have done that. They would have done that on a general, surely. So I had a concussion. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that's right. So, but I have evolved.
1: Did I you have, evolved. have
0: a concussion and play the next week?
1: Yeah, I played next week because you always that you next week after that. No, I didn't. Yeah. But I have had concussion and played next okay. week. Not in that situation. And the during the button. game,
0: were you affected? Um,
1: yeah, well, you know, you don't exactly. Rem- I didn't actually exactly remember what happened, so there I did watch the tape, a bit mm. like Platten. But what I, where I'm going with this, Glenn, is that I have evolved. I am a bloke that can maybe go, you know what? This, I don't think this is a good thing, knocking blokes out. Yeah, I can understand that shirt fronts probably don't exist anymore, that you shouldn't try to... Of course they should Jeff Miles, the genius. Of course they shouldn't. Johnny
0: Warsfeld the genius. It doesn't matter whether you and I... Richard Osborne. ...yearn for the good old days, right? We yearn for it. But we no, do yearn. it doesn't matter. But, we do, but it can't there exist. There is no future
1: if it's we like don't address It's like yearning for... You know, I don't want to wear my seatbelt in the car anymore. I Why should I have to wear a friggin' seatbelt? Who would, who would? You know, you we know, had the bench things, no seatbelt, and no. now, now yeah, you wear your seatbelt. always wore a seatbelt. Did you? No, well, no I'm never not sitting a in a car belt. without a seatbelt. I mean, when speeding, I mean, who's 60K, 70K isn't speeding, but it's speeding nowadays. Yeah. And you got to accept it. Well, you be- got to cop it. Well, no, don't cop it. They're,
0: the rules that's are in place what it for is. safety reasons. Yeah, no, that's a what I'm
1: saying, my friend.
0: Okay, so what I'm, I'm saying, glad
1: you've come around on concussion. By the I've way. evolved. Yeah, and I know Daniel Venables from a tadpole into a frog. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and hopefully, I'll be a prince one day when they kiss me. Look, no, Brad, Brad Shepard. I know Brad Shepard, the world's best bloke, and he's suffering, man. He's Daniel re- Venables. Daniel Career Venables cut short. Gonski just got married to the, the girl from Channel Nine. She's having a baby. Yep. You know he, how's he? How's he sleeping? going, wow, am I going to be around, you know, I don't want to go down that path. But Brad Shepard just recently had a hiccup, you know, was yeah. work, living in Broome, perhaps may not be able to work where he was working. Can I Can I just tell you my uh, – before we move but, on but, but, but before yeah, you But before you do go so, – and Sean Smith came out too, yes, didn't he? Yes, yes,
0: yes. I mean, I know
1: suffering badly mm-hmm. and he, he – Son's s- playing for Melbourne. He slammed the AFL for uh, what was going on. John so, Platten. So I don't know why these, so these other past players haven't seen the light and I understand there'll be listeners out there going, and all those blokes that were at the function that I was on at the weekend, where, you know, where, where the bloke sent the email where we did the thing with Alan Jones and Bunga was there and Pritter and the blokes there, they'd be saying, shut up, Baron mate, it's a man's game. We're just doing this, you know, just, you know, you, you, you take your chances. But I, I honestly think that maybe we need to think about this concussion thing. And it's not only because there's a billion dollars worth of lawsuits,
0: but there is no game if we don't address it because there will be no kids playing. That's what why we need to address it, as well as the health of people. Obviously, that's paramount. Um, but So we'll, I'm staggered that the AFL didn't appeal. Uh, so am I. Are you staggered? Yep. Are, yep. Even if they staggered? knew they were going to lose, I would. I, I thought they'd appeal. Um, we'll move on to some tips in a minute. I just want to put All a bit right. of light in there. Now, people will have a go at me about this, but I thought I'd share it. You were talking about evolution. Um, I'm going to give you... <laughs> I'm going to give you my theory on evolution, which did not go down well at some point. And all the whale lovers out there, I've got to tell you, I love whales. Okay? I, I where, love them. Where we and it's always very sad when this whales, can when whales the, wash. Can
1: we get onto the voice as well? That'd be good.
0: <laughs> no, we won't go there. Um, vote whichever way you want to. It's a referendum. Climate change. What about climate change? Yeah, we go, we'll go there later. Uh, but let me get onto the whales. So I was in a bar one night having Save a bit of a Wales. chat. And, t- and it's the saddest thing ever when you see whales wash up on a beach. And none of us know why. It's one of the great mysteries of the earth. Yes, yes. Why they do that? I was in a, in a bit of an impish mood, and I knew there was a <laughs> girl there who was very strong on the whales beaching themselves, and and I said, and I came up with my theory. No, you weren't playing, playing no I came ga- up with my theory. So okay. please don't attack me on this. It was just a bit of fun. Do I have to? I said, why myself? do they beach themselves? They're trying to evolve. In a thousand years' time, they'll get better and better and better at it, and they'll eventually grow little. Little legs, uh, and they'll go be walking down right. the street. So in a thousand years, you'll be walking down the street. There'll be a whale walking next year with shopping. <laughs> this is what they're trying to do. They're beaching themselves, so eventually they evolve. Anyway, like the and salamanders coming out. And what do we do? And out do, of this, we, do? we go out of the push pre- them back in. <laughs> Anyway, it'd be so fair to say I was not popular uh, in the – I had to try and explain. I was just having a bit of a joke. You're sort of you, – you, uh, you're onto something,
1: but I don't think you delivered it quite right. Like the whales walking down the streets thing probably – In
0: a thousand years, how do you know that? They evolve. They're trying because to evolve. Because
1: when, when they came out of the prehistoric slime, yeah. the salamanders or whatever they mm-hmm. were that that, have, that started – and they mm-hmm. started, you know, doing what you're saying and they come yeah. up and then they the live salamanders the sword, walk. and then they, they go back and then they, then they grow legs and then they yeah. turn into humans. That's right. We cover the big subjects here, Barra. I've always said that. I feel like a whale at the moment. Now, I'm 105 kilos. Now, <laughs> I'm, it's time am to get... I, I'm,
0: a, I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm sort of the, the first evol- version. You just told me you've evolved. <laughs> Let's pick some winners. Uh, we're going to spend a bit of time on these two games. So, MCG, tomorrow night, 5.50 p.m., boy, oh, boy. Melbourne, coming off a loss at a sixty-seven on Tab Touch Odds. Carlton. Coming off a win, Mm -hmm. $2.20 on tab-touch odds. Just let me roll through a few champion data stats before we pick our winners. Uh, From the 27-minute mark of the third term until the end of last week's match, the Demons won the inside 50 count Mm 24-4, scoring 22 points to three in that time. That's against Collingwood, who are the premiership favourites, mind you. Melbourne ranks number one in the AFL in generating forward half-intercept positions, but is last in scoring from these chains. The Demons had, this is the big stat we've Mm -hmm. spoken about, 69 inside 50s last week against the Magpies. The second most by any side in a losing final, with the Cats having 72 in their loss in 2016. But... Melbourne scored just 53 53 points last week, the fourth fewest by any team, with at least 69 inside 50s. The average score is 128 points in these matches. The key there, Barra, they've got plenty of footy. They should have won that game against Collingwood. They just couldn't convert. So that forward line issue is a real problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carlton. Carlton has won the contested possessions count in 37 of its last 46 games over the last two years. Three of its nine losses in this measure have been against Melbourne, losing the count by 29 against them in round 12, its worst result over this period. So we know one of Carlton's strengths is also one of Melbourne's strengths. Uh, 43.6% of the Blues' scorers come from clearances, the highest percentage of the AFL. Carlton is one of three teams yet to lose a game when leading at three-quarter time this season with Collingwood and GWS Giants winning all 11 games. It's it's, It's a fascinating matchup here. We know... Um, that um, Mackay is out for Carlton. Mm-hmm. We know that Jack Martin is out for Carlton on one week suspension. Was two, was um, brought down to one, as we suspected. Silvani, trained, has was declared available, but he's not going to play. Mm-hmm. It looks like they'll bring in, they'll go a bit smaller, just to try and trouble that, uh, particularly that Melbourne defence, Kennedy Cup will come in, the, a mid, sort of forward, yep. and also Jesse Motlop will come in. Melbourne, obviously, we know Brayshaw is out under the concussion protocols. Van Royen accepted the one-match ban, so he's out. Um, I will say that Max Gorn, there was a fake tweet put out this morning that he had a foot injury and wouldn't play, but we believe he will play. Hasn't he got a broken, broken toe? toe? So you play with that. You just yeah, have jab a painkiller. I saw
1: I saw Cripps at training because they, they had closed session yep. at Carlton, and uh, the camera's... Captured him with his jumper off, and he's had a lot of bandaging around his ribs, so they must still be a problem, his ribs. Yep. So, must be getting jabbed
0: every week. No doubt they'll get targeted. So, Ben Brown with a knee is a test this week, and James Harms with a hamstring is a test this week. They, I mean, Harms could come in as a, a brayshaw, and obviously, Brown, they need another forward. I'd still like them to pick Grundy. Uh, mm. By the way, it looks like he's going to Sydney now, not Port. Yeah. On uh, the lifestyle being a big but there's factor there. Zero chance of Grundy playing. Okay. Zero. So I think Gorn plays. Well, he plays regardless. So they could be the ins. Now. Hibbard re- goes out, I reckon. Yeah. Hibbard goes out. Now, he's so,
1: announced he's retiring at the so end of career. over, unless there's a big change later on when they mm. win. Adam Tomlinson will come in. Okay. For, and play for Hibbard. And that'll release Lever. To play more you know, off the Yeah. yeah.
0: So. so, you know, I'll just give you my quick take. Mm-hmm. And I've swung around a little bit here. I'm going with Melbourne. I'm picking Melbourne to win this game. The reason I'm picking them is I think if you look at um, Carlton against Sydney last week, I think they only took three contested marks inside 50 in the second half. Mm-hmm. Sydney absolutely dominated that intercept. Uh, game in the Carlton's forward half uh, the second half last week. So they're actually very lucky to get over the line, Carlton. Melbourne was very unlucky not to win, and their intercept game was really good. So mm-hmm. you've got this um, May Lever intercept game happening that I think will really choke Carlton. And I think uh, Melbourne's just got to get the forward half right and they win this. So I'm picking the D's. You? Yeah, I think you're right,
1: actually. I- Though Harry McKay's missed, I think the last seven games he's missed, they've won six times. So I don't think that's a big deal. I think Jack Martin being out is a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Yeah, he's, he was. Uh, he Went was back and super. took
0: a couple of late intercept marks too that were real game savers. So I think he. So you add just the pressure of going out in
1: straight sets for Melbourne uh, after the last couple of years since the Premiership. Yeah, I
0: think you're right. I think it's going to be Melbourne 2021 flag. I reckon the most talented squad in it still, mm-hmm. and I think straight set, straight six after a flag doesn't sit right. There's two premierships in this squad. Mm. There is two premierships. Now, they get through this game, they've got to go through Brisbane, and you'd fancy Brisbane at the Gabba, but you wouldn't ride off Melbourne. Mm. I just reckon they're not done yet, the D's and if they, me, me the ask... GF, <clears throat> if they play Collingwood in the GF, imagine if they play Collingwood in the GF. Geez, that'll be oh, a spiteful lead-up, won't That's it? That's what
1: we want. That is what we want. I tell you what, though. What what effect has the whole week been? We'll have on them, do you think?
0: I think it will steal them. Yeah. I reckon they would be uh, champing at the bit anyway after losing a game they should mm. have won, and they've been in, they're experienced at finals now. I reckon yeah. they're cherry ripe, I want to run straight through them, you know.
1: Yeah. Because it always happens in the second week. The first week you get – We fall in love with the gets, winners and we fall out of love.
0: No, know. You seduced by the winners. You go, oh, Carlton was Melbourne so Melbourne did not much wrong, mate. Just couldn't convert. Mm. And if they get – you
1: wouldn't even be surprised if they got spifflicated, the Blues, you know. like Because Kerno's going to be under that much pressure, isn't he, to try to get kicks on those two blokes. Well, they, tar- they
0: targeted him twice last week against Sydney. So, I mean, that's – just so, so obviously Sydney got the game on their terms in terms of dirty ball as well into mm. that Carlton forward fifty. I'm, so Melbourne are good at that.
1: I'm just worried that Bray- the Brayshaw thing may have sapped a lot of their energy and
0: time. But well, or will it steal them even more to get up so yeah. he can play again? Yeah,
1: well that's well that's right. They'll do it for let's do it for Angus, and he's such a likable bloke too. And that's the other thing about.
0: And yeah, no, I'm not going to go back into that main other thing. Yeah, so we're going Melbourne, eh? Oh, I'm going Melbourne. Saturday, 5.40pm, Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide, $1.62. The Giants, $2.30. Barra. I was on GWS, and my heart is still with them in that I would love to see them go deep in the finals because I love the way they've gone about it. But I'm picking Port here. Um, Charlie Dixon a test on his foot. Uh, McKenzie, who looked really unlikely, uh, has going to have a test on that ankle. So if he gets up, that's huge for them in their defence. I think Dixon will really help straighten them up in the forward line. A couple of stats. Port Adelaide has won the last two games between these sides at Adelaide Oval by 55 and 51 points in that order. And I think one of those was recently in round 22. So uh, that, on the one hand, will boost Port's confidence. And I noted that Ken Hinkley mentioned that in the immediate aftermath of last week's loss to Brisbane at the Gabba, Mm. Um, although it will also give GWS some insight in what they did wrong. Uh, The Power have now conceded over 100 points five times this season, losing each match. They conceded 123 last week to Brisbane, their second most this year. GWS conceded its season-high 136 points against the Power when they met in round 22. Since round 13, however, the Giants have outscored their opponents by 20.9 points per game from intercept positions, ranked number one, Barra. Mm. They also have conceded a score from 35.5% of their opponents inside 50s over these period, ranked number one defensively. Big shout-outs to Tom Green, Lockie Whitfield, Toby Green, Jake Riccardi, a super player in the forward line. Uh, Jesse Hogan is flourishing this year. Toby Bedford, very important to them. Mm -hmm. Jack Jack Daniels. um, And also, uh, look, there's so much to like about this GWS side. If they're allowed to get off the leash, mm-hmm. then they'll, it'll be become very, very interesting this game. But you just think Port Adelaide at home, I think maybe Jeremy Finlayson needs to go back. If Dixon comes in, you put Jeremy Finlayson back, it could be a key because they do struggle back there. Mm-hmm. And they have got Ollie Lord who's coming off five goals in that uh, power forward line. Um, so a couple of things to consider there. But, look, I'm going to pick Port. I'm not certain of it because they were – in this, They came at them in the second quarter, but last quarter they were blown away, but it was at the Gabba. So I'm really prepared this year to back them to win at home. So you're saying Port Adelaide, eh? Yep. Yeah, pretty strong. They're
1: the, the favourites. It's obviously their home ground. I know the Giants have got that great record of anywhere, anytime, anyplace, and what, They have. 11 times. 11 the,
0: different the, venues. Yeah, no,
1: and that's – I think the Eagles did that way back when and a couple of other clubs have done it, but that's quite remarkable. So you're saying that, you're saying the power will be able to surf the orange tsunami. I am saying that. Are you saying that? Are you? Yeah, you're saying that.
0: Okay. Maybe not surf it, but be a bit like Moses, just face it and part it. Part the part the tsunami. Mm. I like that. I
1: like that analogy. You're getting better with than that. Better than that uh, boa constrictor one. you yeah, had yeah, The okay. other day, Travis boat gets dropped. That'll that could be a bit of a wake up call for Some everyone. Bit. Yeah, mate, I reckon maybe they leave him out. Mm. What do you reckon? Sub him. He wasn't experienced. No, sub him. But he was sub last week. And didn't I'd look, sub him again. Didn't look. Nah, uh... no, okay. he stays. You know that Ross Lyon thing where you have to. What do you say? Sacrifice one to save the rest. Mm-hmm. I think he used to say, "You shoot." Well, Kilda
0: still alive in the final series. Yeah, no, they're not. Well, he's a good coach, though. But yeah, he um, is. Yeah.
1: well, we'll see what happens with Boak anyway. So, I'd love to tip the Giants, and because I, I love their song. So would I. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good song. A big, big sound. That <laughs> good's a big, big sound. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> when it first came out, we poo-pooed it. But now, hey, that's pretty good. You know Cossack that, you
0: know? dancing. You just want to – whenever you hear that big, big town, that Russian sort of bleak sort of b- – b- tone. Russian dirge. To, yeah, you feel like getting a, your Cossack your, – your your, your your rat hat on and doing a bit of a Cossack dance. <laughs> your Cossack hat. What are those Russian hats called? Yeah,
1: my old oh, man used to have one of those. Did he? Yeah, so I reckon – I reckon I'm with you. I'm going to go Port Adelaide as well. I think at home you just have to bow that way. The crowd will get behind him. Interestingly, it hasn't been sold out yet. So yeah. I don't. Th- I think the power people are going. So the Ken Hinckley th- reappointment, if they lose, oh, no, he's not, they reappoint him. They finished top four. Yeah, he, he's been reappointed, has not he? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So w- what? What would you? How would you reflect on that decision, it's if, good they decision. if they lose? decision. If they lose, still finished top four because they
0: gives you a bit to work with next year.
1: You think so? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're all right, mate. Joshy Carr. Come on, one out, one back. That's ah, all right, mate. Hand it over, Kenny. I'm ready to go. Yeah, remember geez, Josh? Jeez, we jump on and off quickly, don't remember we? Remember Josh when he tried to kill Ben Cousins, him and Matt, the car crash, they caught it? He was came pre- for Ben. I reckon
0: he was front and centre at the Ramsgate affair too. Yeah, no, It's a tough bugger. Uh, Barra now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel and thank you to... Um, we are give Woodstock. We are giving away a ten pack of Woodstock bourbon and cola, four point eight percent. Very nice, drop, Barra. Please send your mail into quarters and Barra at wa com au. Include your details. Keep them relatively short, Barra. Uh, this one from Tom, High Quarters and Barrow, big fan of your work. Wanted to get your thoughts on some possible rule changes for next year. One, players can revoke advantage given by an upper following a free kick up until the point the first disposal is made after taking advantage. Given how fast the game is and how quick decisions need to be made, this gives players an opportunity to use the advantage appropriately and hopefully mitigates the incidences where advantage after free kick is not actually an advantage. Two, if a player nominates to take a set shot at goal and therefore is permitted to take 30 seconds before commencing their running, that player must score. If a point is scored or less, then the opposition team gets a free kick from the goal square. This hopefully mitigates time-wasting using the allocated 30 seconds. I might be missing a point here, but... the first one's interesting. I, I don't mind that. Mm. Um, the second one, well, if you kick a point, the opposition gets it anyway. Mm. You have a yeah. kick out. A kick yeah, out, so. yeah no, I'm going with you on that. Sure, not sure about that one. Uh, he's raised a third one to throw the ball up at centre bounces. At minimum, this should be the rule for the last quarter where 4.5 seconds runs on the clock. Rebouncing the ball can impact a team's chances of a quick goal and even a win. Okay, well, I'll just double down here. I think they should start every quarter with a bounce down. Mm. And, and that's I, it. And no, then ball it up thereafter. I noticed that Razor Ray is on the outer because he can't bounce well. Mm-hmm. That- they have a designated bouncer for every game and pay them more. Mm. So give them an incentive to actually bounce the footy and they get paid a little bit on top because they're taking on that pressure. Just let me tell you this. Just, just imagine that one of the best moments of every grand final is the countdown <clears throat> clock and it gets to 10 seconds and your team's playing and, and you're there and the hair's up on the back of your neck and the umpire comes in and just throws it up. Mm. What a... Oh, yeah, no. What a moment spoiler. I know. That thud into the centre circle. It's just part of it. The best moment is the beginning of the game, though, isn't yeah. it? The two best That's moments. That's what I'm talking about.
1: From my experience in AFL Grand Finals, the, the two best moments is uh, – one is when the end of the national anthem, when everyone goes, Coco go big... Bananas. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. it's about to start. And then the first bounce when he holds up the ball yeah. and the, and the – Wham! Yeah, and then
0: thuds it go, into the ground boom, and then it so the rubber away.
1: knob and it yeah. flies into the air. And
0: then the, the first four or five possible free kicks are just – you cannot hear anything because mm. people in the ground are, ball! And That's yeah. why You
1: know, that, Johnny Platten forgetting the 1989 grand final. That's see. See, that really cut – I was sort of ambivalent a bit about – not ambivalent about con- concussion, but I'm, you know. It swung
0: you. You've evolved. I've <laughs>
1: Evolved into a while, yeah. And um, I'll push you back, but but that that's '89 Grand Final when Yates comes in and takes out Brereton mm-hmm. at, at the first bounce, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it just was one of the most incredible Grand Finals. It was yeah, I was there. and poor old Johnny Platton can't remember it. No, that's got a strike. because you know it's like that expression. Footballers are like um, sausages. No, I was going to say. You know, I think this is okay. You can boil them, braise them, stew them. Prostitutes. But still
0: sausages. Prost- oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: You know they. They, their job is, you know, r- to ruin their bodies,
0: mm-hmm. for the greater good, the pleasure <laughs> of, of others. We'll move on quickly there. Uh, this one from Glenn. Now that Hamish Brayshaw has a sandover medal in the waffle, is there? Are there any ever avenues back to the AFL? Would anyone draft him for next year? Uh, that's Glenn from Northam. Um, Who was that? It's Glenn Brayshaw from Northam. He said, unfortunately, no relation. But if I had a dollar for each time I'd asked. I was asked that I'd be a millionaire. I'm not sure if there is an avenue back for Hamish into the AFL. Hamish, had his time, sure. yeah, had his time at the at West Coast. Very, very good waffle player. I tell you what, if he obviously got... obviously he's a Sandover <laughs> medalist. This would sound a bit funny, but <laughs> if he got a bit fitter, yeah, uh, I reckon he'd be a
1: silly chance mm-hmm. because he's a very good player and he is. He, you know, on a on a sort of rookie a rookie listed scenario, he, he's not that old either. He's just won the Sandover medal. Remember, Pretis they wrote Pritus off, mm-hmm. and he had to win. That's I think good point. he won a Sandover and – A Brownlow. Yeah, and a Brownlow. But he had to win the Sandover and um, I think it was a Simpson medal or something yeah. before he got in drafted and everyone's line. going too slow, can only tackle, you know, not a great kick. And he got back in there and won a Brownlow. Mm. And Hamish Brayshaw strikes me as a sort of – If you can bloke.
0: find the footy, I mean, there's plenty of examples of players who weren't overly quick. Sam Mitchell wasn't overly Greg quick. Greg Williams. Greg Williams was another who mm. wasn't overly quick. Plotter. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that's a good. Uh, and Cheerio that's, to Northam there, that's our zone. That's Glenn. Glennie
1: Brasher up there might come might visit. He's clubhouse leader. Yeah, we this like Northern. We love uh, Northern. Uh,
0: High quarters and Barra. is there any chance the AFL scheduling and broadcasting team in upcoming seasons will give the Western Australian public better fixturing? Or do you think the merchandise departments of both clubs should produce tinfoil hats for the foreseeable future to pacify fans? It's not you, it's me. That's George. That's Michelle, um, our regular. Thank you, Michelle. No, I don't think. I think the fixturing will remain as it is. And uh, but we'll do what we do every year: send the AFL uh, team over there in Melbourne, a map of Australia uh, with a big circle round the big part of it that is west of the uh, Nullarbor. You know, George Mm. uh, pseudonym Michelle. Yep, he's huge man, Mm. like a
1: big guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've met
0: him. The other half, Andrew, uh, High Quarters and Barrow on a recent podcast, Quarters was trying to use an analogy describing a final as a boa constrictor catching a (laughs) cheetah. I was hoping you could both refer back to your jungle book of knowledge (laughs) and name some players who were built like Tarzan but played like Jane. Was Rene Kink one of those? Do you remember the Incredible Hulk as dubbed by the great Lou Richards? Was he Uh, one of those?
1: Yeah. I don't know. The – Yeah, this is a a tricky area, isn't it? Well, because you have to bag people. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people would have said that about Fraser Gehrig early in his career, Mm -hmm. but he turned out to be a centenary. He he kicked under goals Mm -hmm. for St Kilda when he
0: ended up there. So maybe it's just about timing, getting confidence. Not everyone's cut from the same cloth, though, are they, Barrow? You need different types of players out in the field. Hey, and we've all squibbed it at
1: some stage. I mean, no, there's no heroes out there. But John Warsfeld's probably the only bloke I know who never squibbed it. And maybe Mark Harvey. There's, there's a couple of guys. Oh, there's that,
0: plenty who haven't. There's guys that just. I reckon Dipper
1: did. Dipper did, did squib. No. Oh, no way. Hey, I found that quote, by the way, about uh, speaking about Glenn Jakovic, mm. When Malthouse praised Jakovic in his own unique style yes. when he had that great game on Kerry, and it was. D-
0: thousand cuts?
1: Only he who does not fear death by a thousand cuts dares to unseat the emperor.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, we walked away. I was you there. me, if we that and go, hey, this? I was there and I walked <laughs> away and I said, that's a great quote, but I still don't understand what it means. Um, <laughs> hi, fellas. Now there has been one delisting announcement from West Coast. Uh, Luke Foley, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think the silence so far after the media saying there will be many list changes indicates that there are indeed long list management meetings still underway? Most clubs out of the finals race have made their announcements. I wonder, after stalling the announcement on Simo staying, the club has, hasn't gone through players and coaches with a fine-tooth comb and perhaps missed the opportunity to seek out new assistant coaches as they missed their window due to the delay in head coaching confirmation. Any idea what Travis Spoke's future looked like? Interesting, we've just discussed him. I think he'd be a great asset to a developing West Coast site. Uh, does Hamish Brayshaw nominate for the PSD now? So happy for Hammer. Thanks. That's from Chris. Good email, Chris. Yeah, there are going through list management. There will be more, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. going back to the draft. I don't think Travis Boat fits their profile. I don't think we'll see him over here. We hope that Hamish Brayshaw can get a second opportunity. Uh, uh, what do you think? Yeah. Th- new uh, fitness guy, Matthew Innes, too, at West Coast yeah. this week. So they have started making some changes. I love how there's uh, subtle digs about he's a mate of Justin
1: Langer's. And does that mean Langer's?
0: That wasn't – ever mention that. Not
1: – him. I'm just talking about other people that we know yeah. who are saking those subtle digs about uh, Justin Langer because, you know, does he run the club and, you know, what's going mm-hmm. on? But Matthew Innes is at the cutting edge of his profession. Yes, he is. Yeah. And so, at the
0: Western Bulldogs was there during their premiership yeah. win.
1: So there's no dramas there. And he played for Western Australia in cricket. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's actually a West Aussie. So it's actually a very good appointment. And it does signal some changes that are happening. And there'll be more. There'll be many more. And that guy makes good points as to why things aren't happening. Also, they're trying to get across – is is anyone trading? I think weedering's not weedering uh, Witherton. Yes, Witherton. He's, Alex Witherton. He's about to re, be re-signed, so mm-hmm. he's out of the woods. As far as um, Xavier O'Neill and those other the other fellas that are waiting around, they'll probably want to see if they, they're they're trade bait at all. You mm-hmm. know, is that can they put them in a deal? Well,
0: or? I think at this time of year, what you got, what they've got to remember is they can be packaged up in deals. Yeah, so exactly. You, you, they're still sort and of. And the guys that have been cut probably couldn't. Do you know what I mean? So they've made that judgment.
1: Luke Foley, okay, maybe we can't do anything with him. Maybe – and they can always re-rookie them as well. So – I wouldn't be too worried about this early in the uh, in the sort of process.
0: Once well, we get like through that. the finals, don't worry. Silly season, which is already upon us, by the way, it's it's going to get nuts, as it always does. Yeah, with well, the Liam Henry thing will be massive. Well, he's going to St Kilda. He he'll wants, go, he'll yeah, land at he St Kilda. wants to go and live with Brad Unless, Hill, they, unless they can't come to a deal and he's walked through the draft, which yeah, could happen. But it's not ideal. He'll f- end up at St Kilda. F- it, it, and St Kilda has
1: a pick, so I think, it's like around 13, and yep. then, then there's one that's probably – they're not going to get that. I mean, they're going to hit, they'll, they'll want to pick sort of in the 20s, but I reckon um, his management will say like, 30 plus or whatever. So it's not ideal. So maybe St. Kilda has to trade down and get something else going on. I don't know. But was he at
0: the um, Doig Medal, Liam Henry? Yes, he was there. Okay. Yes, he was. Uh, hi, good night, the Doig Medal. Uh, mm. Hi, guys. I've been listening to are a lot hiding, of the... Co- are
1: hiding any wine behind the... Uh, no. Curtains? I was
0: very responsible these days, <laughs> Barra. Hi, guys. Uh, under the table, I hit it. Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of the commentary around the Maynard hit on Brayshaw, and it absolutely <laughs> infuriates me the number of people blaming Brayshaw oh. for Maynard smashing his shoulder for into his face, knocking him out cold for two minutes. Bravo! Very good comment. That was the comment. That was the Collingwood case. That yeah. he, I, I know. I predicted well, they, that. They're remember? just trying to get their bloke off, though. You can't blame them for doing oh, that. Are I they don't really? like are what they, they d- really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he just finished the act of kicking the ball and was wide open with absolutely no chance of protecting himself. These people saying that he should have braced for contract have absolutely never stepped foot on a football field to play the game. I'm also bemused by people saying it was a football act. Yes, smothering the footy is a football act, but he didn't smother it. So what he did was not a football act. He reckons he touched the ball. I don't think he, he – I think re, re, he, he review gave, showed he did. He gave evidence. I don't think he intended to knock Bracer out, but when people elect to bump instead of tackle and accidentally hit their head, causing that player to have a concussion, they get suspended. If Maynard doesn't get suspended, we will open a massive can of worms for the AFL in the future. This is obviously sent before the tribunal hearing. That's cheers, Ash. Ash is going to the top of the possibles there. I love that last, The
1: last thing I I would say on that, because we've spoken a lot about it, is that uh, putting my player's hat on, if I'm going for a smother like that and when the bloke's pulling the trigger late and I jump it early and I can see it coming and I can maybe get to him and perhaps touch it, my next movement is to go through him. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what you do, right? That's what you do. You used to do but, it, not anymore. But you shouldn't probably do it nowadays. No. And particularly if the bloke's got a red and blue helmet on that's basically a beacon going that I've got you know, a soft brain or a problem there, please don't take me out. And if you did play with
0: him and you did know who it was, maybe you, know, you would uh, take a different line. I don't know. Two more and then we'll uh, finish up. Hi, guys. I think it's time that the powers that be really start to assess what is and is not a footy act. In the 80s and 90s, doing your best to grievously maim the opposition's best player with a blindsided bump was part and a parcel of footy. Thankfully, that's no longer the case. Michael Bileau suffered a gruesome broken egg from a footy act, in inverted commas, that has now been outlawed. In basketball, it's a foul if you land near slash under a player as they're taking a shot, very dissimilar to what happened last Thursday. Angus lost consciousness for two minutes after his bump, and if the AFL is serious about player welfare, that can't be allowed to happen again. Sooner or later, someone is going to end up with brain damage or potentially even die from a footy knock. Something needs to change. That's from Purds. Purds, great um, male. People have suffered brain damage because concussion is a form Mm. of brain damage. And certainly CTE and the effects of people like Sean Smith, who we suspect has CTE because you can't really diagnose CTE. Well, you can't until um, you're gone until yeah. you've you popped your clock. So, um, so unfortunately...
1: So, there's probably people out sorry, there... Sorry, that sounded bad.
0: I mean, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I it? know what you mean. So, there's probably people out there who are saying, you know, why are these guys so non-traditional now? Why are they going away from... It's a man's game, um, you know... It's still a man's game. It's never been tougher. When you get out there, you take your chances. When you cross the white line, you're fit. It doesn't matter if you've had concussions before. Cop it on the chin. And I think what softened me was, and maybe I was a bit of a softy all the way through and I was bravado before, I don't know, but is my seeing my son play and seeing him play reserves and seeing him get kicked in the head, (laughs) by the way, recently with the biggest black ear of all time, probably got a bit of concussion. And I was thinking, you know what, I don't know if that's great. You know what I mean?
0: Have you seen your son get filled in at all? Oh, yeah, both of them have copped their wax, you know, but they're, they're, they're coming through junior footy now, so they're not yet playing sort of senior footy. I, I remember my last game. I didn't play at any great level, but I was just a battler. But I, my last ever game of footy, I was in my sort of late 20s. Uh, I got punched in the head pretty hard before the first bounce. Before the yeah, bounce? Yeah, I was seeing stars for about what five What did you do minutes. to the bloke? What was the – Nothing. He just decided to punch me in the head just to let me know it was game on. From they, we or? got flogged in that game. He was a very good player. He kicked three, but I reckon I did Okay. I reckon I did. He certainly didn't intimidate me, but you know, did he I didn't punch from... him back in the head, by the way, because I'm a lover, not a fighter. But uh, I can tell you, I wasn't expecting it. It was from it was behind. A, it was actually cowardly because I didn't was it see it face it. to face. No, it was from the side, so I didn't yeah, see that's it. Piss weak. Yeah. So I was running around for about five minutes. You know, the start when you see the stars. It's all I was seeing for about five minutes. <laughs> I bet I... you played better, did you? Oh, I played all right. Yeah, it wasn't my you greatest. You thought you were Gary? Ablett. None of us played that well <laughs> because we got flogged. But, you um... know
1: what I would have done there if mm-hmm. I was your teammate mm-hmm. when I knew you were a bit concussed. going to go. And
0: Mate, you're Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett, mate. Gary
1: Ablett. <laughs> 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 Not Glenn Gary. Uh, last <laughs> one
0: here. Hi, fellas. The Maynard bump. People have to realise that football has to change regarding head contact. People are saying it's a football act and he should get off. But aren't all head knocks a football act? Good point. No matter how, how it happens, the AFL has a duty of care to protect the players. Not many players try to spoil the ball like Maynard did. He has to change the way he plays. He has to get weak, so it sends a message to other players It can't be careless, feed off the grant, and to avoid the head. That's from Paul from Rockingham. Again, a ask... very good email. Yeah. He's right. I mean, this is why I'm not comfortable with this decision and why I'm surprised the AFL didn't appeal. I really am. I thought they'd take it to yeah. the nth degree, even staggered. if they knew they were going to lose. I was
1: staggered that they didn't appeal. Yep. Can, let me ask you this. Let me ask, just to round out the whole conversation, mm-hmm. do you think that Maynard, being a Collingwood player had influence in this area. What do you mean? But You the mean the, the that he got off. public opinion? You know how Hamish Brayshaw went out early and said they're trying to get him off? You want my I'm honest you, opinion? Yes. No, I want your dishonest opinion. What's your dishonest <laughs> opinion? <No. laughs> I do think it played a part, yes. And that's what Brayshaw highlighted straight up, didn't he, Hamish? said they'll try to get him off. And we all said, oh, no, no, they've sent him there. And guess what? He got off and they didn't appeal. So there must be some – and this is what I keep saying to you, Glenn – And this is where Nizzy – Serious when you call me Glenn. Yeah, I know, Glenn. And this is where Nizzy was so important to football in this town. And I get that he's got to move on, but there's a part of me that goes, there's a bloke that will meet the Victorians head on. There's a bloke who go, we're not copping your crap. Because there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes where the Victorians
0: try to crush the other clubs. Because it's all about winning. There's and plenty got to of I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who can carry on that role, though. There's good people yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. That's that what we need, need to source. And that's
1: why we need to get Woosher onto the board. Yeah, I agree. Because he'll meet them eye to eye mm-hmm. and he'll stand up to them and he'll go toe to toe. And we need to get a CEO Regardless who of- understands the environment, Glenn. Because you know, you know is, Glenn, I, I'm again. not sure, Glenn. That the dockers, like I think the dockers are starting to get it now. They're going, you know what? These guys aren't trying to help us at all. They're trying to, they're trying to wreck us. They pretend to be our friends. They're like Trojan horses. They come inside and they destroy us. You get that analogy? I do. Yeah. It was probably the wrong analogy, but you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. I'm uh, being who serious, are we going Ken. with? Glenn Brayshaw from Northern or Ash? Glennie Brayshaw Let's from Let's go for Glennie Brayshaw Northern. from Northern. Well done. Please send your details in quarters and barra at WANews.com.au. You have won a 10-pack of Woodstock, Bourbon and Cola, 4.8%. Thank you for listening. You uh, we have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any problems. Barra? Okay, let's go
1: outside now. You can explain to me the whales walking around the street thing. Okay. Okay. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel Mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Cordes and Barra.